Welcome, bowlers, to a special episode of Talking Bowls, brought to you by Three Little Ducks in the Bell Reef Key. Um, my name is David Gempton, and today I'm here to talk to you about the Australian Premier League, which is going to be shown live on Fox Sports uh, this week. Uh, the event takes place from the 18th to the 21st of November, that's Tuesday to Friday. Uh, this year, it's going to be featuring eight teams. So the six teams from last year were Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, New Zealand and Perth. Two new teams have been put into the competition. Uh, Murray, the Murray Steamers and the Gold Coast Hawks. Now, last year, the winners were uh, Brisbane Gold defeat Adelaide in the final with Perth and New Zealand being the losing semi-finalists. And there hasn't been that many changes to the teams. Obviously, with the two new teams coming in, with the Murray Steamers and the Gold Coast Hawks, uh, they've got new lineups, um, including the Murray Steamers bringing in world number one Alex Marshall. Uh, Perth had a slight change with um, Brett Wilkie now going from Perth to his home club with the Gold Coast Hawks. They bring in Tom Mitchell. Uh, Adelaide have replaced uh, Mark Haynes with Simon Dorr. And otherwise, it's a pretty even lineup. I think New Zealand, um, Ali Forsyth, comes into the New Zealand side. Um, there are some top-class players from uh, Aaron Sheriff, Steve Glasson, Karen Murphy playing for Sydney, uh, Matty Flapper for, and Dylan Fisher, Graham Archer, Melbourne. Oh, you can go on, Kelvin Kirker, Mark Casey, Nathan Rice, Brett Wilkie, Lindsay Clark. There are so many good players playing. It's going to be a great opportunity for the public to be able to see bowls live on TV. Now, Fox will be showing um, all the night sessions live. That's from 6pm to 11pm in daylight savings time. Now, this is that's four matches. You'll see every team every night for the first three nights, and then you'll see the finals played on the Friday night. Now, if you can't see it at night time, there are replays uh, during the day. Um, if you don't have Fox Sports, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to view it, but maybe you can get to a mate's house that's got Fox or get to a, a club that's that's got Fox and, and be able to watch it there. Uh, Mick Malloy is the ambassador again. He's going to be part of the commentary team. Um, so he brings a little bit of a different insight and also a bit of humour to the telecast as well. Now, there are, there is more information at the um, APL website, which is australianpremierleague.com.au. Um, so you can check that out for information and results of the day games if you don't see them during the day. Now, I've been lucky enough to get three uh, interviews for this podcast, so it does go a little bit longer than normal, uh, probably go closer to just over half an hour. Um, but if you want to pause after one of the interviews and come back to it or, or just download it again, more than welcome to do that. Uh, the first interview is with uh, Brett Wilkie, who, as I said before, has moved from Perth to the Gold Coast Hawks. Uh, the second interview is with Wayne Turley. Now, Wayne's actually the coach of the Perth Suns. He was coached last year and is again coached this year. And the third interview is with uh, Commonwealth Games Brom medalist uh, Matt Flapper, who plays for the Melbourne Roys. So, uh, feel pretty good. Bit of a coup to get three players of such uh, prominence to agree to um, talk to the podcast. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy listening to what it is they have to um, say about the APL. And hopefully, it gives you a little bit of interest in wanting to watch it and might help you decide a team or you might have a bit of an allegiance to a, a team or a state that you want to go for as well. So, 
is, let me go straight to the interviews, uh, Brett, Wayne and Matt, and then I'll finish up at the end. Uh, to his great pleasure, I get to welcome uh, Australian player Brett Wilkie to Talking Bowls. Welcome, Brett. Hi, Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, uh, the main reason I've uh, got you involved in the podcast this week is that the uh, Australian Premier League is coming up. Uh, this year, you've uh, joined the Gold Coast Hawks after previously playing for the, the Perth Suns. Uh, what, what brought about the switch of teams? Um, yeah, I think I'm the only player that's jumped ship from last year. The, uh, it was great to have a game with, uh, get the opportunity to play with the Perth Suns last year in the, in the first year of the competition. But uh, this year, my home club where I play on the Gold Coast at Helensvale uh, decided to buy a franchise. So uh, I've played there for 12 years and they've all, always been very good to me and great support. So I thought, um, you know, even though I really enjoyed playing for the Suns and thanked them for the opportunity, I, I, I felt that I should support my local club. And the um, first Suns were very uh, appreciative and supportive of that. They, they fully understood that, um, you know, I had commitments back here on the Gold Coast. So yep. um, it now gives them an opportunity to put another Perth player in. So it's good for the, for the WA guys that uh, Thomas Mitchell is now playing in my place in the Perth team, uh, which, is, which is good that they've got an extra Perth player in there. Yeah, I saw Tom play at the uh, Champion Champions at, at Tarrant Point, and he was uh, played some very good bowls, and it'll, I think it'll be a great opportunity for him. I'm pretty sure he made the final against uh, Scotty Thorborn, who's also playing for the he remains his uh, Adelaide in the Adelaide team. So it'd be good for Tom to get a chance to play at this level. Yeah, he also went well in the Australian PBA finals. I watched him play at Tweedhead in that recently in, in August, and he went well in that competition as well. So he he's been a good player for WA for some time. So yeah, hopefully it can go well and, and represent the Suns well. Now, obviously, there's going to be a bit of rivalry between the, the Gold Coast team and the Brisbane team, especially with uh, Mark Casey, who's a Helensvale player. Uh, he won the competition with uh, Brisbane last year. Uh, is there already a bit of a friendly banter at, at the club between between Mark and uh, you, Nathan, and Lindsay? Yeah, yeah, there's been plenty of banter already. So, um, yeah, it'll be a bit of fun where we're scheduled to play them, uh, I think, the second night on the TV game. So... I'm sure there'll be a bit of banter out on the green as well. But, um, yeah, they went very well, Brisbane, last year. And, and Mark was probably faced with a little bit of a tough decision as well, being Helen Vale, being his own club. Yep. Uh, but with, with them winning last year, he'd already committed to, to defend the title for Brisbane. Yep. And uh, our club was fully supportive of that. So, um, you know, so it gives another player an opportunity if, if Mark was in our side. Well, then one of one of our players would have missed out. So yep. that, that, it's good for the club in another way that they've got four players from the one club playing in the competition, yeah, uh, which is which is good for our um, our club. And also, um, there'll be a bus going up every night from oh. our club to watch. Nice. So is it far yeah. from far from Helensvale up to Pine Rivers? Uh, it's probably about an hour and a quarter in a bus. Yep. Maybe an hour, an hour and a half, depending on traffic. Yep. So uh, I know our club's got some courtesies. I mean, some um, corporate boxes booked, yep. and uh, there'll also be a full bus going up every night for support on top of the the ones that are in the, in the corporate boxes. So 
should be plenty of support there and, uh, and looking forward to, to having a game. Well, that definitely add some spice to that uh, the rivalry matchup on the on the second night. Um, but it's great to see that it was obviously a, a great success last year. Two new franchises coming in, there's yourselves and also the Murray Steamers. And I guess the good thing with the Murray Steamers, you're bringing in players, Alex Marshall, um, Ryan Bester, and the, they've got a, a local MoMA player as well. And they can only add to the competition, especially I think Alex's uh, charisma and personality probably suits a, a tournament like this. Yeah, I think so. He's been in top form. Oh, he's been a, he's been one of the best players in the world for many years, and uh, showed great form recently, winning two gold medals in the Commonwealth Games. And, and Ryan was also in the final of the singles there. He's also gone from strength to strength. I think since he moved to Queensland, he's he's really uh, excelled. So I think they're definitely going to be a force this year, and and create a lot a lot of excitement in the competition as well. Ryan with his big drives and, and uh, also the you know, the experience and the ability that they both bring. It'll be uh, interesting to see which one decides to, to take the skips position in in that rink. Now, last yeah, year there has been has been a bit of talk about that. Yeah. How, how they're going to play it. So I think tactics come into it into play a fair bit with uh, the substitute and that sort of thing. So. It's a matter of trying to get get it right, what, what works best for each team. So it'll be interesting how they work it. That's what I was going to say, the the, uh, the tactics of the game, because not only you've got you've got the substitute where you've got a player sitting on the bench and do you, do you play a set each? Or I know the South Australian team from last year, they were playing one lead played one way, one lead played the other way, and trying to find that right balance. But also you've got the, the power play. A lot of teams saved it for the, the third or fourth end. And wondering if, if that's something you really think about. Like, imagine if, if you're very confident, you play it on your first end and you get off to a 6-0 lead, it's also a, a big bonus as well. So it must be a lot of chat amongst the team about when to play the power play, when to play your, your substitute. Yeah, it is. It, it can get very technical sometimes. I know last year uh, our coach, Wayne Turley, even forgot to, forgot <laughs> to um, call it the power play one end, so he, he's left it to the last end, and we didn't really need it. I think we're already, we might have been level or, no, not sorry, um, I can't remember the situation, but it was like it was too late. Yeah. We might have been already in front. Yeah. Um, so if we had, a, I think we are one up, and he hadn't used it, so he called it on the last end. Well, it doesn't matter, already, does yeah. Yeah, whether we scored one or more, it didn't matter because we are already one in front. So yeah. You've got to be a bit careful too. Sometimes you can get caught up in the game and, and, and uh, overlook and things like that. So you've got to, the coach has got to be on the ball and, and also, you know, make the tough decisions at the right time. I know um, with the, the, the substitutes, you know, we we sort of ended in the end in, in the Perth team last year. Jeremy Henry stayed on a skip and Clive Adams and I actually had the lead spots. Yeah. Um, most of the time we play one set each, but there was occasions if we if the first set looked like it was going to blow out one way or the other, we'd try and get the the second player on to play one or two ends of the last set uh, of, of the end of that set, so they yeah. go into the second set with a couple of ends under their belt. Yeah, just um, just makes me think like even that. with the uh, the Murray Steamers bringing on Ryan Bester to play one shot if there's a drive on and saying, well, out you come, just play the one shot might be a an interesting tactic as well. Yeah, they've, they've actually taken it, taken out the super sub. This okay. Year. Yep. Um, but you can still, you can still put the, the player on to play one bowl and then sub them off again. So yep. 
that hasn't prevented that from happening. It's just taken uh, there's a little bit of confusion sometimes. I think last year when it was called, it wasn't called that often. But yep. When it was, there was a few spectators and um, uh, got a little bit confused on what was happening. So yep. there's just a substitute rule that, that you can come on or off at any time. So yep. um, that, that that still is an option there that someone on the bench like mine can come on, play one bowl, and then we start straight off again. So, yep. Now, a lot of the people watching on TV might not be aware, but when you actually aren't playing on TV, you're actually playing on a, on a different green. That's right, one of the, the back greens at, at Pine Rivers. Is there a difference between the greens, and does that take time to adjust when you when then you're in front of the TV lights as well? Yeah, it is a little bit tricky for the players. They, they have two covered greens at Pine Rivers. Yep. And all, all the afternoon games or the games throughout the day are on the other green in a different direction. And it's a little bit slower than, than the, the main TV ring, and also it's a little bit, a couple of little tracks in it. Yep. But the, the TV ring, I'd say, was probably the truest out of them all last year. Yep. Um, but it's just a little bit quicker and wider, which added a different dynamic to it. So, um, the, the carpet does get quicker during the night as well as it cools down and gets quicker. Yep. Uh, the TV games are all along during the night, so that was another aspect that made the, the TV ring quicker and wider as well. Yep. Now, also um, with the the ladies, you still with us, Brett? Yep. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, with the with the ladies um, last year, the two teams, the um, New Zealand and Sydney, that had the the ladies didn't make the finals. Do you think the ladies are under a little bit of pressure to? to prove they belong at this level, or is it just a case of maybe a little bit of nerves last year? Do you have any uh, opinions think, on that? I think New Zealand made the final, didn't they, last year? Did they? they finished, yeah, I think they... Uh, I think Brisbane may have beaten them in the semi-final. Okay. Joe Edwards. Yep. Pretty sure, not 100%, but... Um, yeah, Sydney, Sydney definitely did go as well as a lot of people uh, thought they would, but... Now the caliber of the competition, anyone anyone can really finish third and anyone can finish last, I think. Yep. So, and also the cutthroat um, nature of, of two five end sets and one end tie break also allows a lot of uh, any team a, a chance to win. Yeah, it's very very much a, um, playing the big ones at the right time. I think Brisbane last year lost a lot of games in the one end shootout. So yep. uh, not Brisbane, sorry, uh, Sydney. Yep. Lost a lot of games in the one end shootout, so they were winning sets, but they just couldn't get over the line to win the game. Yeah. And, um, and just to finish, on the sorry. other hand, uh, dominated in power plays. So, yep. Uh, that's where they won a lot of their games is through winning power plays, and I think Sydney uh, struggled to win a lot of their power plays as well, so that was the difference. Yep. And just to finish up with Brett, obviously, uh, a lot of Tasmanian listeners to the show. Um, and we don't have a team. Why should Tasmania jump on the the Gold Coast bandwagon? Do you think? Uh, well, we're a new team and a new team in the competition, and uh, we've got a bit of green and yellow, which is Tassie colours in our uniform, and also uh, a lot of a lot of Tasmanians around our club at Club Helensvale have moved up ex Tasmanians in our area, so. Yep. We're, we also get a lot come up throughout the winter as well to the, to the Gold Coast, so popular holiday destination for a lot of Tassies. So it'd be great to see you guys get behind us and support us, and uh, hopefully we can repay you by making the finals. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Brett, and uh, best of luck uh, 
not until uh, 15th to the 18th of November and uh, the night games will be played on, on Fox Sports. So hopefully the, um, we'll get a good chance to watch those games and uh, best of luck. Yeah, thanks, mate. Looking forward to it. Should be good. Cheers. And now for our second interview uh, with an APL player and coach. Uh, it's with great pleasure I get to introduce uh, 2006 Commonwealth Games gold medalist uh, Wayne Turley. Welcome, Wayne. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, now, for the second year, you're returning as coach of the Perth Suns team. Um, now, Perth have made the one change this year. Uh, Brett Wilkie joining the new Gold Coast uh, franchise we've just heard in the previous interview. Um, but you've signed up uh, Tommy Mitchell, who was the WA Bowler of the Year last year. Are you uh, pretty pleased with that pickup? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was lucky enough last year to be the first year being able to coach the Perth Suns. Uh, and uh, it's great to see we've uh, now got a local player, Thomas Mitchell. He's uh, had a great couple of years and uh, definitely an up-and-coming talent. And, um, yeah, I'm all really excited for him to see how he goes perform and when he's going through, do extremely well. Now, Tom recently played at, at your bowls club at Tarrant Points in the uh, National Champion of Champions. Did you have a chance to sit down with him and, and talk to him about some of the ideas or was it a bit too early to chat tactics then? Well, we had a quick chat. Um, I think it's just a, a little bit early, but uh, we did talk about a few things that happened last year and was was a learning curve for every team member and, uh, and every coach being in the first year. But um, we, we learned a few things, but we had a quick chat. But I'll never wait until when we get up there and we're a couple of days practice. And then once you get there, come to the atmosphere and, uh, and join the other players in it. And then the next competition mode, practice mode, uh, you'll pick up a lot of things and you'll learn a lot from that. Now, last year, one of your tactics was... Uh Basically, Jeremy Henry stayed on the green and, and Brett and Clive were interchanging. Is that something you think you'll, you'll keep this year or is it, have you come up with some different strategies for how to use that sub-rule? Well, I, I think we've heard the first couple of games we've tried Jeremy off and on, but I think uh, we've had to find at least someone that can play in the area position and uh, Jeremy Henry will be one of them. <laughs> That's right. Now, last year, um, Perth ended up uh, finishing uh, second or third because you ended up playing Adelaide in the in the semi-finals. And uh, it was a very interesting semi-final. You lost the first set 4-10, won the second set 11-1 and, and narrowly went down in the in the tiebreak. Was it? Do you feel a little bit disappointed after having such a po positive second set or are you, you're pretty pleased with the boys to get that far in the first year of the competition? shootout can uh, definitely be very uh, cutthroat. Um, also, we've uh, expanded this year for um, so now we've got 10 sides and um, Fox's coverage has expanded to be over um, four days now. Um, so what's your thoughts with the, the extra extra teams coming in and do you think the, the players are going to be able to uh, be able to play that high standard for all four days? Yeah, I think so. The games are uh, quick and short, the games, so um, definitely like that. You get 
Chatting to, to Brett before, it's going to be interesting to see what the Murray Steamers do with with Alex and, and uh, Ryan and who plays which position, and uh, it'll uh, be interesting how they go tactically. Obviously, a lot of the listeners to the podcast are, are Tasmanian bowlers, um, and we don't have a team in the in the competition. So, why should uh, the Tasmanian supporters get behind the the Perth Suns and make them their team? status or are you you're confident that you you're definitely a big chance to make the semi finals? Sheriff and Steve Glasson, they're going to be out to prove that, that last year was a bit of a fluke and they don't want to finish down the bottom again this year. Exactly. Well, thanks very much for your, your time, Wayne. Um, I know a lot of bowlers down here are looking forward to the uh, watching the APL on TV and uh, best of luck with uh, how you use your, your subs and your, your power play, which we haven't really touched on, but that can be a crucial part of the game. And uh, thanks for giving up some of your time. third interview this week on Talking Bowls. It's uh, a great privilege to interview a current Australian player and Commonwealth Games bronze medalist in Matthew Flapper. Welcome, Matt. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thank you. Now, last year, if I would have told you you were going to finish one place ahead of Sydney, you probably would have taken that and thought you were in the finals. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be, just uh, we're missing out on the finals. How, what did you think of uh, last year's performance? As far as the overall event, um, it was amazing to be a part of. But yeah, it was disappointing that uh, we couldn't feature in the in the final four. Um, we just missed out on a, on a couple of chances in, in tie breaks and whatnot, mate. But um, you know, we, we were thereabouts, but just couldn't get over the line. 
it's definitely a case in the the cutthroat format that it's uh it's very easy to lose a match and especially when it comes down to that uh the one end one end decider and uh, a lot of pressure on the players to to play a good bowl or two good bowls on that on that last end. It is, and I mean we were in a couple of games where you know it come down to that that final bowl and we sort of holding that the winning position and uh, one bowl to play and, and things just turned pear shaped and uh, all of a sudden you know it's pretty pretty important. It comes down to Wayne, you either get a W or an L, and at the end of the day you just you know you just miss out with with one bowl to play and it hurts you you know when it comes to the uh, the crunch time and the final four is decided. Now, I've been uh, keeping an eye on the team on Facebook, and I saw last Friday you had a knock-off the Roy's day, which to me looked like a, a really great concept, Concept getting together a whole different teams from the, the countryside to the city side. So it was there, I think there might have been a women's side as well involved to play the That's same right. format. Um, what did you take out of the night? Out of the night? Was it a good experience for you? Yeah, well, Fitzroy Bowling Club put uh, put the night on, and it was a great concept because it, it sort of it got the idea of the APL out um, to the sort of the Melbourne public, I suppose you'd say. And it was pretty well supported. There's probably in excess of 100 people there. But as you said, there was uh, there was a girls' side, um, under 25, rep side, um, country and metro, and and they they played around Robin. Oh no, sorry, they played a semi-final final setup. Yep. And uh, the winner got the right to play the uh, Melbourne Roys team, and you know, that gave us a, a, a good sort of insight into having a hit out before we got up to up to Brisbane. And um, you know, it was it was went across really well, and it was uh, well supported. And um, you know, like I said, there was probably a lot of bowlers there, but there was also a lot of non-bowlers that picked up on on the format of the game. Now, obviously, you'll be travelling up to Pine Rivers uh, pretty soon with the game starting next Tuesday. Is there a similar surface that you've got you can practice on in Melbourne, or is it something you're just going to have to adjust to when you arrive? Oh, I think look, there's a lot of lot of carpet greens around now that um, all run reasonably similar. Um, Pine Rivers is is pretty quick. Uh, run you know runs at a good 15, 16 seconds, but it has a has a wide turn on it. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's just a matter of just getting accustomed to it in the in the two or three days practice that we got up there before we start. Um, you know, you, you actually do chop change between rinks and uh, the TV rink set up on the green that you don't play any other games on. It's all the preliminary rounds are on, on the other green, which um, you know you sort of get onto the TV game. You got to adjust to that pretty quick. Yep. But um, you know, we're all pretty experienced players, and I suppose you, you know confident enough that you can uh, pick the line and the weight pretty quick. Well, speaking of the the other players, like you said, it's a, it's a great bunch of people. And we've mentioned in the previous interviews with Alex Marshall coming on board and Ryan Vester with the, the Murray Steamers. But um, the seven teams this year, or seven other teams this year you've got to face against, is there a, a team that sticks out as uh, a main threat? Do you think Queensland's got the ability to defend the title or Sydney want to show that last year was uh, not... How they play bowls? Well, I suppose you're going to look at it that way. Sydney will be looking to improve. Um, you know, I suppose there's going to be a fair bit of publicity come come onto the uh, Murray Steamers. Yep. Um, New Zealand will be thereabouts. Brisbane, you know, obviously defending, um, done everything right last year. But as you say, like all all the eight teams in it um, are quite capable, and, and they've got the cattle that uh, are good enough to to go well. In and it just 
at the end of the day, you know, like you said, it comes down to those one or two ends, especially if it's in a tie break, um, you know, between winning and losing, and uh, you just got to rack up those wins on the board. And I think anyone in any particular game can knock off anyone else. So you ne- you never think that you've you've got it wrapped up. I don't think it's um, it's uh, yeah, you got to make the most of every game as it comes. And you know, I think anyone can can do the job, but. Uh, for a big improvement from the Melbourne Roys, mate. Yeah, that's hope, hopefully that's the case. Well, it's definitely true. Like last year, I think a, a team like South Australia or the, the Adelaide Endurance, I think they are, they're probably a team people thought, oh, well, we could probably beat them and ended up making the final, which which shows that and they have every player that's there has the ability to make the final and no game is an easy game for anyone. Exactly right. I mean, even Adelaide, they've uh, rattled their side around a little bit. Um, look for probably a, a little bit of improvement and, um, you know, like with these newcomers, the Gold Coast, they're going to be certainly uh, pushing uh, everyone else and, um, you know, as the Murray Steamers, so I think it's fantastic for the competition that they've got probably the best player in the world coming over to play in it. I think it's, been, it's great. Yeah, it's going to be great to see and is what I've seen of him on TV, I think he'll, uh, he'll uh, relish the opportunity with the, uh, the, uh, the media side of things and also the microphones and interacting with the public but um obviously the the tactics play a big part in the game now I, I don't expect you to give away anything to to give your competitors an advantage but is it something you really sit down with dylan and graham uh your, your teammates in the roys and really talk about the tactics or is it something once you get there you'll kind of consider it then uh we have spoken about it and like i see you take a bit out of last year and and uh work out what you can do better and you know you've got the power play and and the uh, the substitute, and you've just got to you've got to be effective in, in playing the power play. And I think that's one thing that Brisbane goal last year did really effectively. Yeah. Uh, whereas it didn't really pay off for us. So you know the timing of it all is uh, is crucial. And if you can if you can play an effective power play, obviously it's going to uh, go a long way to, to winning the game. So you know we we probably got a little bit of strategy as to when we think we need to play that. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll try that in the first couple of games, see how it pans out. And if it doesn't work, well, obviously we've got to look to something else. But uh, yeah, like you know, like I said, we, we've given a little bit of thought, and we've got Todd Simmons sitting on the sideline as, as our coach, so yep. he'll uh, he'll try and brainstorm his way to thinking up new ideas and, and ways that uh, will be effective for us. Now, obviously, you've had a lot of experience. Um, Playing on TV, especially with the Commonwealth Games, it's great to be able to watch some of your games uh, online and through through the channel, the ten play system. But playing in front of this type of atmosphere and this type of crowd, and knowing that it's uh, live across Australia, it's going to be four nights, four hours, and then all the replays. Does it feel any pressure, or have you got the ability just to just to block it out and, and take it bowl by bowl? No, you've got to be a little bit careful. You uh, you don't want to shake one and drop it off. Sweet, <laughs> yeah. They sort of they can't get to the beat button quick enough. But, uh, no, it's it's pretty good. I mean, you sort of just block out that the cameras are there and, and just go about your business. And you know, you just try and play it up as much as you can, and it gives give the crowd something to support and just you know make it look like it's a lot of fun and you know, which it is. And uh, that's that's the message we want to send out, I suppose. Now I, I asked the same question to um, Brett and Wayne about this is a, obviously this is a mainly a Tasmanian podcast. Uh, why do you think the Tasmanian public should get on board the, the Melbourne Roys and maybe adopt them as uh, as their team for the competition? 
Well, mate, our uh, major backing sponsor is Bloodstone, which is a Tasmania company. So uh, we've got them supporting us. They're part of Tasmania, and uh, why wouldn't they jump on board with us? You know. And uh, also, we've got the to such a great rivalry between the the two states. But at the end of the day, I think off the field, it's always such a a positive atmosphere and positive environment as well. Well, it is. We um, we play a lot of bowls against each other. Um, we've had uh, a competition going for a lot of years. So um, you know, we're good mates, like you said, off the green. Um, you know, share a few beers together, and uh, we get along really well. So I think uh, I think if anyone's going to jump on board. With any other side, the Tassies will jump on the Melbourne boys and, uh, and we'll give them something to cheer on, I'm sure. Well, thanks very much for your, your time, Matt. Uh, best of luck. Uh, have safe travels up there and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you live on Fox Sports uh, pulling off a few uh, big scores on some power players and, and winning those crucial games. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I think we've got... I think I saw the schedule today. We've got Perth on a, on a TV game. Yep. Um, New Zealand, and we'll finish off with the Murray Steamers in a TV match. So there might be a bit of crash and bash between uh, Bester and Flapper. And then, uh, fingers crossed, we'll also see you on that fourth day in the in the finals. That's the plan, mate. We'll be there. Cheers. Thanks again, Matt. No worries, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks again to all three players, or two players and one coach, for agreeing to do the interviews. Uh, it's uh, much appreciated. Now, I guess with a lot of the podcasts previously, I've gone out a bit of a limb and actually predicted some results. So let's do it again. Uh, now, four teams make the finals. Uh, I think you have to lock in Brisbane, uh, defending champions, bit of home ground advantage. They've been able to practice on the surface. So I think you lock them in. Similar situation, I think you put in the Gold Coast. Again, the players were able to travel up to Pine Rivers where the event's being held, get a real good feel for the surroundings. Now, the Murray Steamers, I think, will really depend on how the the third player goes. They've got Alex Marshall and Ryan Best, are two very quality players, but their third player, which I think is Michael Walker, needs to actually play at least four ends. So the way he actually performs could decide their fate. I'm going to say they probably just miss out. I put them down as fifth. Uh, I think Sydney will definitely make it. I think Aaron Sheriff, Steve Glass, and Karen Murphy, after last year finishing last, uh, will be pumped for this tournament. And uh, there'll be no mucking around. Not saying there was last year, but they'll be uh, full of concentration. I think they're going to they'll get in the finals. So it's Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sydney, and I think Melbourne can do it. I think Dylan Fisher now has been playing on the the national stage. He's got such exposure, such composure for such a young player. I think himself, Maddie and Graham Archer uh, should be able to get into the top four. So my four uh, in any order, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, Murray Steamers will be thereabouts. And to pick a winner, uh, let's go Gold Coast. I think Gold Coast will be the winners. Uh, maybe make a comment on the Facebook post who you think is going to win or even who you're supporting. And uh, hopefully it's a great tournament and a great spectacle for bowls to watch on the TV. So I hope you've enjoyed the uh, podcast. Thanks again to Three Little Ducks for their sponsorship. And it's much appreciated that you've uh, taken the time to listen. Cheers. <laughs>